Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I'm joined by the one and only Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, Henry. Happy to hear, be here talking with you comics. Yes, indeed. Once again, we're talking comics. Today is July 1st, 2021. And kind of a different format today, we're going to be talking about our respective origin stories. Origin stories in that we're going to be talking about uh, our comics fandom origins. Like, What were the early things that got us into all of this stuff that we're so obsessed with now, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is pretty freeform. I mean, it could be anything from a TV show or a movie or maybe an actual comic book or a toy or a comic shop or a comic convention. You know, what were the important touch points here? You know, um, I think on this show we talk quite a bit about what we're into like right now what am i watching right now what am i reading right now um but maybe a little less we uh don't talk about as much uh the early stuff like what are the origins of our fandom right so yeah let's get right into it um are there any particular things that come to mind like top of mind for you uh, that got you into comics fandom yeah for sure so for me it was definitely the i think it was the 1994 spider-man animated series Mm -hmm. um i just yeah remember watching that uh i think yeah that was for me the very how i got introduced into like comics and marvel and all that stuff i just remember like one time got home after school um or yeah i feel like after school and i just remember like that was like i turned on the tv and that just appeared one day and i saw you know this this dude doing crazy stuff in a red and blue suit and I was like, this guy looks weird, but um, I found out his name was Spider-Man and all this stuff, and it was just awesome. Like, the, the, the art and the graphics were cool. The opening theme was awesome, and the villains were really cool. Like, it had a, a array of different villains, like Dr. Octopus, the Green Goblin, the Hobgoblin, um right now like it was just it was really really awesome and um yeah that's how i mean like we've talked about like how spider-man we both like love and identify with yeah but yeah honestly yeah it was because that early exposure i guess like i just was able to identify it so early and grew up with it just me being like the small kid in the classroom and just being picked on for that and then watching this on tv um 
I was just always really yeah fascinated with Spider-Man and that was my intro into the Marvel brand that and the X-Men animated series <laughs> oh, nice yeah right on yeah that's cool yeah that really speaks to the universal appeal of Spider-Man right because everyone talks about the early origins of the Spider-Man character, right? The Marvel comics of the 1960s and how at that time it was kind of a groundbreaking character that uh, really appealed to younger folks and had this great relatability. Um, But it's cool that like, you know, decades later through a different medium, through television, the character had that same impact on you, right? You Mm -hmm. were able to relate to this character. And I think what you experienced is what a lot of young folks in the sixties experienced through comics Mm -hmm. with the same character. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would go further to say that later on with Spider-Man movies, that same appeal worked then also. Right. So there's this cool evolution um, through different mediums, but uh, bottom line is the uh, the character stayed essentially the same and had the same appeal. So yeah, I can talk about my comics origins a bit now, but um, I did want to go back to that, like uh, how as the decades progress, you know, we see these different mediums shape people right so i think the 90s it really was these animated series on tv i can't tell you how many comics fans now go back to that stuff right 90s animated superheroes like that 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 was the entry point for a lot of people Mm -hmm. right yeah, and I I feel like you know Christian's not here talking with us, but I feel like I could speak for him when he says when I say that for him also he was he got introduced to all a lot of these like fandoms, and it was because of the Batman animated series. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, and I feel like as time marches on for like the next decade, the 2000s, a lot of people are going to point to movies as a big time entry point, right? That's when the MCU started up. That's when Mm -hmm. superhero movies really took off, right? And then like for uh, the 10s, um, we can probably look to television again, but not so Mm -hmm. much uh, animated, but like live action, you know, as we've seen with... uh, cable and streaming services uh, a lot of comics content is uh is exploding on uh tv Mm -hmm. Um, but for me i'm old school man i'm going back (laughs) to a previous decade the 1980s and that's where i really discovered my comics fandom and yes it was through comics right and um yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of cool the way I think about it. Uh, it's really kind of like the 80s were comics as an entry point into superhero fandom. And then in the 90s, it's more so animated series, 
2000s movies and etc and and beyond right um, but yeah with the 80s uh if there was one comic series i would point to as like the entry way it would be the iron man armor wars series mm-hmm. yeah pretty cool stuff uh written by bob layton and david michelini illustrated by mark bright and barry windsor smith um I have a feeling if I reread this today, it might not be so gripping, (laughs) but I really loved it when I uh, read it in the 80s. And man, it's so long ago now, but I remember it like it was yesterday. I stepped into the Safeway grocery store in San Ramon, California, and there was one of those spinner racks there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw it, the the first issue of the Armor Wars series. And um, and it was the cover itself was pretty cool. And that drew me in, had to get it. And um, I was hooked. I ended up buying the rest of the series. And as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> okay. I never turned back in my Marvel fandom. OK, I have to ask two questions. One. How much was it when you first bought it? <laughs> oh, that is a good question. I feel do you, like do you, do you remember? I don't remember off the top of my head, but it had to have been like a dollar or so. Uh-huh. Let me see. I'm looking it up right now. Uh... <clears throat> and okay, and then my second question is: Do you still have it? Um, yes, I absolutely still have that issue. Um, okay, here's some specifics. It's Iron Man issue 225. Okay. Cover price a dollar and twenty-five cents. Wow, that's like so that's I mean like it's more, <laughs> go ahead. It's like more than like half the price of how comics cost today. I mean you know, I'm not, I'm old, but I'm not ancient. It's not like I bought <laughs> comics for like a, a dime, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was cheap, but there is a such, is, there is such a thing as inflation. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny uh, with Iron Man, like he isn't one of my most favorite characters now. Mm-hmm. But the Iron Man character definitely holds a special place in my heart because mm-hmm. it was really through Iron Man that I got into Marvel. Um, so that's worth talking about a little bit. You know, I think I alluded to it earlier, but, you know, we talk a lot about like, what are we into right now? Like a show just came out. We review it. We tell how much we liked it, how much we didn't like it, etc. Um, but I think it is equally interesting to talk about like these first few touch points, right? Mm-hmm. Might not even be stuff we're into that much anymore. Uh, but, uh, what were those like first few things, you know, this is one of them. Oh, and to bring it full circle, this kind of blows my mind. They are making a, an armor wars series on disney plus they are you know yeah. they're actually doing this and um 
you know, this isn't super obscure, but this is, I don't know, a fairly obscure Marvel comic storyline. Um, you know, I'm used to Marvel rolling out uh, shows or movies for like big time event series like Age of Ultron or Civil War. You know, um, I would have never guessed that they would adapt the Armor Wars series. Right? So that's how crazy things are these days. I'm, I'm still kind of shocked that they're doing this. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. That, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that they're doing Armor Wars, but at the same time, I do feel like Armor Wars is a popular Iron Man storyline, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's also, um, what's the other one? Demon in a Bottle? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I feel like, you know, with Robert Downey Jr. gone, I feel like there's still a bunch more Iron Man stories that can be... Um, uh, interpreted with War Machine, or yeah, even, yeah. or even in the future with um Ironheart if she appears mm-hmm. later on. Yeah, yep, solid points. And it is interesting that they're doing the Armor Wars series with James Rhodes mm-hmm. because the original story was with Tony Stark. Exactly. So, um, yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. And I'm guessing it is going to be much different from the comic storyline uh but we shall see okay so yeah that's like that's cool we 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 listed like the very first thing um obviously it wasn't all about just that first thing right um anything else that uh influenced you in your early fandom days um like I said, the X-Men animated series was also another big part of it since it was on the same network and there were a few crossover episodes with the Spider-Man series. Um, but honestly, yeah, I feel like I didn't get like my first comic, which was a reprint of the very first Spider-Man issue that my my hometown, they were, they were every Sunday they were um, giving you in the newspaper like uh, like the whole Spider-Man series, but like an issue, like by issue kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I've, uh, that was like my very first like touch with comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I honestly got into the comic book, like reading comic books very late, like probably like in high school. I want to say, like, Civil mm-hmm. War, I think, was, like, my very first, like, introduction into comic books. And, like, some of the characters I did, or not some, a lot of the characters, I didn't know who they were. Like, um, Black Widow, uh, Hawkeye, um, Hercules, Goliath. I didn't know who any of these characters were, but I knew, like, other household names like Daredevil, Hulk, Captain America, but um, it's so weird, like, just, I guess, I guess, just, like, being, like, thrown a big event like Civil War, and having to understand, like, these, like, other characters and everything. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, obviously, with you and me podcasting today, uh, the discussion will skew heavily marvel obviously Mm -hmm. Uh, and sure enough so far we've talked about 
exclusively Marvel stuff. Um, but with Marvel, you just touched upon something pretty interesting. You know, no matter where you are with the fandom, there are always new characters to discover, right? Mm-hmm. So you're saying when you first started to read the comics, you were kind of familiar with with the big names, right? But uh, some of the secondary characters you were just getting to know. Um, and uh, I certainly had had that experience early on. Over time, I would get more and more familiar. But mm-hmm. even to this day, you know, 2021, I'm still getting introduced to characters in the Marvel Universe. It's such a vast universe mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, I'm still discovering new characters all the time. And uh, that is cool. Like, just discovering new characters and, and uh, you know, discovering new favorite characters, like characters I really dig, right? That I, that I had no idea of uh, previously, right? So there is yet another appeal of Marvel Comics, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And to even like, in, like go off what you're saying, because, um, you know, I grew up on like the whole mindset, you know, being a teenager, young adult, young kid, like, marvel or you're a dc fan so i totally like excluded myself from like being like oh dc no 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 (laughs) but so like now you know obviously i know the big names like batman superman but now i'm starting to learn about like other popular dc characters like satana constantine shazam um superboy the teen titans i feel like if I didn't uh, do this whole DC versus Marvel thing, I feel like I would have like totally knew these characters far in advance. Oh, but I now, but now I'm just kind of like you know me being so knowledgeable about Marvel and all of its characters. It's so exciting to kind of being like at my age and rediscovering that same love I had for Marvel now rediscovering like these the same kind of um appreciation for these dc characters hey that's cool yeah i dig that yeah you know like kind of like what you're alluding to a lot of fans can be sort of anti the other side right yeah and uh that's fine but uh, you might be missing out a little bit because if you do open yourself up, you can get a lot of enjoyment from a lot of characters you weren't familiar with before, right? So, yeah, good point. Um, oh, I wanted to give a shout out to a couple things before we move on here. Um, a big part of my comics fandom is my older brother because he was into comics before I was and probably if he wasn't into it I would have never gotten into it or at least I wouldn't have gotten into it at an early age I think um so um yeah he he was into Spider-Man and a lot of Frank Miller stuff pretty early on and um you know I looked up to my older brother in a lot of ways. So mm-hmm. there's no doubt that his interest in comics 
sparked my own interest in comics. So he, he was, he's a big part of this. And I didn't definitely didn't want to leave him out of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. A couple other things I wanted to make sure to call out. So in the 80s, when I really um, started my Marvel fandom in my teenage years, um, the Iron Man Armor War series was definitely a big comic series. Um, the other big one I would call out in the 80s was the Punisher Limited series. I really ate that up too. Um, this was the first solo Punisher series. So as uh, most know, Punisher first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man and um, never had his own series until the 80s. And um, he did, he ended up getting like an unlimited series subsequent, uh, but it did all start with that limited series. And um, it was written by Stephen Grant, illustrated by Mike Zeck and Mike Fosberg. And um, pretty cool stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a lot of, uh, of like, um, 80s gun toting action hero stuff going on in the 80s, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Um, and the Punisher of the 80s was like in that vein, right? He was this muscular, um, uh, gun toting badass, right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it and and this series had like all, all the appeal of that kind of stuff, right? Um, again, if I were to pick it up today, um, might not dig it quite as much as I did back then, <laughs> but uh, I definitely loved it back then. Um, and uh, again, one of the early um, significant points of my Marvel fandom. Um, one other thing I wanted to call out to uh, my local comic shop. So I mentioned um, I got that Iron Man 225 at a Safeway mm -hmm. in San Ramon, California. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was uh, that was more of an outlier, I think, in my early comic collecting because um, I did have the luxury of a local comic shop. Um, that Safeway was in San Ramon, but I grew up in Danville, which is basically right next to San Ramon and in Danville California there was a comic shop called the land of never was yeah. and I was there all the time it was basically a second home um so yeah I think I think of that Iron Man comic as like the entryway but mm -hmm. um I definitely didn't buy like a ton of comics at grocery stores like what ended up happening was I ended up buying a ton of comics at the land of never was in Danville. Uh, it is long gone, no longer there. And it hasn't been there in a long time. Um, but uh, I spent a lot of time in that shop for sure. So that was another thing, you know, um, that comic shop will always be part of my comics origin story. No question. Mm -hmm. Okay, so 
we should probably get into movies because I think <laughs> movies for both of us are a big part of our fandom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we talk all the time about the MCU and um, more recent movies. Um, were there movies that you grew up with that like particularly sort of guided you into comics fandom? You know, it was, it's so funny. Like the early 2000 movies, like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and X-Men and mm-hmm. um, the Hulk, all those Fantastic Four. Yeah. I did not like any of them. <laughs> I, I I really didn't, and it, I feel like my first superhero film that I really enjoyed was the Iron Man film. Mm-hmm. I just like as much as I like I said like I knew all these big names and everything you know from yeah like just hearing it just being plastered everywhere, but when the first Spider Man film like was released. I was not excited for, and then when I finally watched it, I was just like, "This is stupid!" Like, <laughs> wow, I didn't, I did, I was not a big fan. Like, I thought the Green Goblin's costume was horrible. I thought Tobey Maguire was not Peter Parker. Um, Kristen Stewart was not MJ. Like, I was just like, I, I don't know. I guess because I was a kid. Like, I was like. So six or seven when the movie came out so obviously i had like a mindset of like these are the characters how they're supposed to look like from the animated series and this is not translating or anything like that and the same the same with the x-men like it was like just the x-men in black leather suits and i was like where's the colorful suits and i was like where's rogue with her miss marvel powers and Oh, this, I don't know. Like I said, I was just very, very judgmental, and I was not satisfied with my first superhero film until, yeah, Iron Man, which was released in 2008. That's right, yeah. Now, that's pretty interesting. You could argue that you are a true comics fan because arguably Iron Man of 2008 was like the first superhero movie specifically for comics fans right like that that was like the birth of of i don't know fan service in superhero movies or something like that right um but uh yeah it's pretty interesting your experience and we've talked about this before like when you see a movie can really shape your your perspective on the movie Mm-hmm. Um, and hearing that you saw the first Raimi Spider-Man at such a young age, um, that might be kind of why you weren't totally into it. Uh, yeah. Because I think a lot of the appeal is of like, I don't know, like of, of a young adult or like maybe a teenager mm-hmm. uh, watching that um, and relating to it. Um, maybe that, relatability just wasn't quite there for you at the time and it wasn't until i don't know maybe you got a little bit older where you could sort of like process uh these kind of stories perhaps i 
I definitely feel I agree with you because I, I I remember eventually later on. I mean, later on when I grew up, like in high school and all that, um, I still wasn't a big fan of the Tobey Maguire movies. But by that time, the Andrew Garfield movies were being released, the animated, the Amazing Spider-Man series. And I know a lot of people shit on those movies, but I love those movies. Mm-hmm. See, <laughs> that's like a perfect example of what we're talking about, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so a few on my list. I mean, you you named a couple already. So Iron Man of 2008, the birth of the MCU. I mean, a huge landmark movie. Um, but yeah, that was a big deal for me. Like, uh there's something a little different going on there, right? Suddenly, the the superhero movie was like speaking to me like directly, and it was pretty interesting that uh, I was introduced to Marvel through Iron Man comics, and the first <laughs> MCU movie was Iron Man. So like, there's something about uh-huh. Iron Man here. I don't know, um, some sort of symbiotic thing going on with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was definitely meaningful. Uh, the first Raimi Spider-Man was definitely meaningful too. Uh, came out in two thousand two, and um, yeah, up to that point, superhero movies they were a thing, but they weren't the thing, right? Um, the X Men movie had come out. Um, some big time DC movies had come out. I mean, we're talking about the Richard Donner Superman, the mm-hmm. Tim Burton Batman. Um, but it wasn't like an every year kind of thing. And it wasn't like a genre onto itself. Um, but uh, Spider-Man 1 in 2002 hit me in a big way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I saw it in the theaters uh, in Santa Clara, California. And I was totally blown away, man. And um, yeah, just one of those moments. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely like put on the list. When I, lo- when I look at my Marvel fandom, there, there are a few things like that Iron Man comic, that Punisher series, that little comic shop in Danville. Uh, definitely uh, Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man 1, watching that. That was, that was a big moment. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, you know, I brought up the Burton Batman. That was a big one, too. You know, that was all the way back in 1989. And I remember watching that at the Crow Canyon Cinema in San Ramon. And um, man, to this day, I don't know if I've been to a movie with a better crowd than that movie. <laughs> and up to that point, watching movies was like the the act of watching the movie, right? There, the, yeah. the experience of it wasn't really a thing, right? Um, it wasn't until that movie where I discovered, oh my God, like going to the movies isn't just seeing the movie. It's like the people you're seeing it with and the atmosphere mm-hmm. and the event of it, right? Um, I'll never forget my screening of, of Batman. Um, it, was, uh, it was rowdy and everyone was so excited. And... Um, yeah, like this whole idea of nerding out, geeking out at stuff, that was like a foreign concept to me. But I witnessed it that night, right? 
So I know what it means to geek out. And like the first time I experienced something like that was for, for Batman. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, over time I've discovered you can geek out in a lot of different ways. Um, But uh, yeah, the the movie geek out is, uh, is, is a pretty special thing. Right. Um, Yeah. What else? Any other movies uh, you want to call out in terms of like being particularly meaningful? And yeah, like in the early days, I nothing comes off the top of my head. Like I said, Iron Man was, I feel like the earliest movie that I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty cool because yeah, DC I was not taken a part of mm-hmm. and Marvel I just felt was lacking, but no, yeah, I can't think of any other movie or anything. I did have one other one I wanted to call out, um, and that's the Watchmen movie. And we're starting to get a little bit more recent, uh, but this is still what a little while back, 2009, Zack Snyder's Watchmen. And um, there were a few uh, interesting interesting intersections going on here. So in 2009, I had been laid off from my job. So I was unemployed for a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, also in 2009, I went to the WonderCon, which was in San Francisco at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So basically what happened was um, in anticipation of the Watchmen movie, I read the Watchmen graphic novel and I went to San Francisco WonderCon and I went to uh, the Watchmen premiere. So, um, yeah, basically that, that whole year was like Watchmen. <laughs> I was reading it. I was watching it. I was like convention going. There was a Watchmen panel at that uh, WonderCon. Um, so I was like um, sort of uh, immersed in Watchmen, which is cool. Um, but uh, yeah, a few things there. Uh, it was really the birth of convention going for me. Like uh, I hadn't really been to a lot of conventions prior to that WonderCon. I know I, I had been to at least one before that, but it wasn't a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially from 2009 on, there hasn't been a year where I haven't been to a convention. I guess I should revise that because last year, <laughs> no one really went to conventions, right? Because of COVID. <laughs> um, but for the most part, yeah, since that convention, it's been something every year. Um, and, uh, I've been like a big time convention goer, uh, since then. Uh, and and, yeah, like a lot of it was around, um, sort of, uh, uh, circled around that, that Watchmen movie. Um, the other interesting intersection is I mentioned, uh, I read the, the Watchmen graphic novel in preparation for the movie, um, Up until that point, up until that point, my comics reading was like kind of dead also. Like um, I mentioned early on in the 80s, I did collect comics or read comics. Um, 
that kind of died out. Um, but yeah, in preparation of the Watchmen movie, I read the entire graphic novel, you know, which contained all 12 issues of the series. And I really dug it. And it really kind of, uh, you know, you know, lit a fire in my comics reading again. So not only did I become like this big time convention goer, I became once again, a big time comics reader. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, like that year, you know, quite a few things changed. I think one thing that has never gone away is the movie going. Um, But that that's definitely a big part of my fandom now is the comics reading and the convention going and that's been kind of more of a recent thing so um the uh the origin story definitely includes 2009 where where uh comics reading and convention going kicked off too oh cool cool so okay so i kind of want to reiterate my answer because okay so I wasn't during during that time of like between like you know the early superhero films to the Iron Man MCU film. Mm-hmm. I wasn't big into the Marvel films, but I was introduced and exposed to a whole different other kind of fandoms. Like it was during that time I was exploring Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, yeah, so I was definitely exploring those kind of fandoms outside of comics. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Got it. Yeah, and I know you and I share a love of movies. And um, yeah, like, I think for both of us, the consistent thing throughout is the movie watching right yeah (laughs) Um, yeah we're kind of framing this episode as a comics origin story type thing Uh um but uh yeah the the movies are a big part of it and and not necessarily like comics related movies right Mm -hmm. um so absolutely that that's a big part of it just just movie going in general right yeah um that's that's a big part of all of what we're talking about Uh but um also like even like right now like like i didn't go like you were saying like how you didn't really go to your first comic con until like 2008 or uh, nine or nine yeah i didn't go to my first comic con until like 2016 Mm -hmm. and even now, you know, I'm still feel like as much as I feel like I'm a, I call myself a comics person, comic fan, I'm still learning stuff every day. Like, you know, mm-hmm. when we met up and had our road trip last week, you were explaining to me all about like the, you know, the whole great scale with comics and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't know <laughs> this is how it works. And um you know about like bargaining and all that and yeah yeah so i'm yeah i feel like you know as a comics fan you're just always still learning things every day yeah i think that's pretty cool with comics fandom that there are so many sides to it Mm -hmm. right we've just touched upon a few of them reading the comics 
watching movies, watching TV shows. Um, but yeah, comic collecting. There's there's like this whole different side there, right? And um, you know, the language we comic collectors speak <laughs> is totally different. You know, it's like you need a translator for a lot of this stuff. Uh, I'm totally with you um toys toys are a big one right like collectibles um that's another whole thing um uh, we talked about convention stuff mm -hmm. that's all not, that's another thing entirely right there are like legit comic geeks who like just don't go to conventions and there's nothing wrong with that um but uh there it's just a totally different aspect to the fandom right um oh so you mentioned uh, 2016 you must be referring to silicon valley comic-con right yeah yes that was, that was my first comic-con so obviously it, it holds a dear spot in my heart but yeah that was my very first that's cool um that convention holds a special place in my heart too i've gone every year they've had a show mm -hmm. and uh, the two of us just so happened to be going to this <laughs> year's installment they're uh -huh. calling it silicon now uh, but it is next month and we will be going so that should be a lot of fun yeah we definitely have history of that comic con yeah we've, definitely we've done a podcast episode at that comic -Con. <laughs> that's right we did a live podcast there and um <laughs> We uh, spent a lot of time on the exhibit floor and attended a lot of panels. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, did all kinds of stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a great convention and looking forward yeah. to going back. For sure. Uh, so what else here? Um, yeah. You know, real quick, I mentioned the comics reading. Uh, so. The Watchmen movie was a big part of that where I wanted to read the graphic novel in preparation for the movie. And that just like sparked this thing in me where I'm like, oh my God, like I, I, I miss reading comics and uh, I love the Watchmen graphic novel and I just wanted to like read more. Um, another big kind of comics reading moment for me, and this may be like slightly controversial, but it's... Uh, when I started reading comics digitally. So in uh, 2012, I got an iPad. And the primary reason for getting the iPad was to read comics. And um, it was something of an experiment. Um, because I knew I wanted to read comics, but, um, you know... Uh, I, I had started to kind of accumulate stuff as, as we do. Um, so that was a concern to just like become a hoarder. Uh, so like a way around that was to read comics digitally. Right. So got myself an iPad in 2012. And um, yeah, I was wondering if like, if this would really work out, if I would like it um had those kind of questions um but i have to say i really fell in love with reading comics digitally through my ipad 
that year and have kind of never looked back. You know, <laughs> um, the reason why I say controversial is because um, it's kind of frowned upon to read mm-hmm. comics digitally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the mm-hmm. big one is you really want to support your local comic shop and yep. you're mm-hmm. basically not doing that by reading comics digitally. Um, so I'd be the first to admit that that's true. Um, now I do support comic shops in other ways, primarily through uh, vintage comic buying. Yes. Uh, not, right. I'll be the, I'll be the first to be like, he does, you know, this, <laughs> you know, this, uh, yeah. but I, I do admit, yeah, like, by reading comics digitally and not through print comics, um, uh, you are kind of giving your money to corporate America rather than local shops. Um, uh, but I just, yeah, to be truthful, this is how I do it. And I, and to be truthful, I really love the digital comic reading experience. So comicsology really is, has nailed it. And, um, yeah, I do love it. And, you know, I haven't crunched the numbers, but I would guess that in the last 10 years, I probably have read more comics than the previous 30 years. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. And that's how (laughs) much I've been digging and reading comics on my iPad. Um, so, you know, uh, you can make a dartboard out of me and <laughs> call me an a-hole. Uh, but uh, this is, this is, this is how, how I roll. Um, and uh, again, you know, one of these things in my like comics fandom origin that needs to be called out because uh, technology has kind of opened up this cool avenue, you know, like um, I, I, I guarantee you that, had it not been for my trusty iPad that my comics reading wouldn't be this prolific. Uh, So it's definitely part of my story. Um, Again, I would say support your local comic shop, 100%, 100%. But uh, whatever's uh, getting you to read comics, I say it's all good. You know, I would also say that in addition to uh, supporting your local comic shop, um, if you're reading comics, that's 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 good shit. Doesn't matter how you're reading it, really. (laughs) I support it. Okay, so um, I was thinking we wouldn't spend a lot of time on uh, on this origin content. And I think we 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 covered the. all the major things, but yeah, any, any last thoughts on the origin side of things? I mean, like, you know, you're never too old to get into comics. <laughs> Let me just say that. Yeah. Like, yeah we, I feel like, yeah, we both got into it at a young age, but like, you know, just me sharing my love and passion with those around me and stuff. Like, I've definitely introduced them, introduced people and into the fandom at like different ages. And so I just feel like, you know, comics are for anyone. 
and you could get into the fandom and read into comics at any age, you know? Like, you know, you know, there was a time where people said like that, you know, comics are for little kids only. And how times have changed, I feel like, you know, like yeah, like you got like very graphic comics, very sexual comics that you could tell are not for kids. They're for mm-hmm. <laughs> a much older crowd. But um yeah, let me just say that like comics are for anyone you could get it you could get into it at any age and you may not like something that's mainstream such as like batman or superman or spider-man but i feel like eventually you'll find a comic that you'll like and that's the beauty of comics there's just a large selection of storylines Oh, I love that. Love what you just said, Perfurio. 100% agree. And yeah, we've talked primarily Marvel today. um, And most certainly primarily Marvel and DC. Um, But there's a whole other world of comics, kind of like what you're saying. You know, there are independent publishers Mm -hmm. and there is like more edgy kind of content um with comics there is literally something for everyone mm-hmm. you know you mentioned it's never too late doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter you know what gender you are what sexual orientation you are what race you are you know like there really is something for everyone mm-hmm. it's really awesome in that way I would add, too, that, you know, we've been talking about this origin story. And um, I thought it might be important to point out there really isn't a right way to get into the (laughs) fandom. No, there really isn't. And if there's anyone who tells you there is, that's it's bullshit. (laughs) I really really think so. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of framing it as, oh, if you grew up in a certain era, like you know, in the eighties, it was all about the comics and the nineties about the animated shows and the two thousands and the movie, like it absolutely does not need to follow like that path. Right. If you got into it a different way, by no means am I saying like you got into it the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, there is no one right way. And, um, that's why I think it's kind of fun to kind of trace back these origins, right? Because uh, there are a little diff- there are a lot of different entry points into comics fandom. I think it's fun to pick people's brains. You know, if you're if you're at a convention or something, just chatting with someone you don't know, it can be fun to get to know how they got into what they're into, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. most likely, it's pretty unique. You know, uh, it's not just one way. All right. So that's the comics fandom origins. Um, Before we wrap up, I thought it might be fun to talk a little Black Widow because we are right on the doorstep of the triumphant return of the MCU to 
movie theaters mm-hmm. in person, not through Zoom, <laughs> not on your TV, <laughs> back in actual movie theaters, a new Marvel Studios movie. So you and I are going with Christian and other friends Yes. next week. And um, yeah, I cannot wait. Now, tell me a little bit about your anticipation level for this movie. It's very high. It's very high. Like, I don't know if I'm just excited to see the movie itself because, you know, just early reviews have it at a good standing point. Um, I've heard yet yeah, nothing but good reviews about it. And, or, yeah, I don't know if it's the movie itself I'm excited for, or just like your company. Like, yeah, I'm gonna be going with you with Christian, our other group of friends. And, like, you know, we, we, like we've been talking about it in our comics origins segment that, like, it's about community and stuff and i yeah. feel like if you go watch a marvel movie at the midnight premiere it is its own little community you know yeah. like yeah it's definitely fans who understand like little easter eggs who understand like the reference to like a previous marvel movie um so it's like just you know like if you cry or if you laugh at a certain scene just like times that by like 10 because you have like a group of strangers just sharing that energy with you and so um i'm just excited to go and watch the movie i think yeah yeah i'm with you the excitement really is twofold we are getting to see a new marvel studios movie but uh, for the first time in a long time, we're going to get that communal experience, right? Mm-hmm. We're getting it. We're getting to see it together in a movie theater. And um, it's just been so long. <laughs> it's been way too long. Yeah. And um, I guarantee you the emotions are going to be running high because um, so many people, definitely ourselves included, have been waiting for this. You know, um, yeah, the movie itself, I think, uh, should be fun, should be enjoyable. Um, but probably more important is just the experience of it. You know, um, you know, recent times we've been kind of gradually making our way out of COVID. Um, I think we haven't really officially gotten out of COVID until we've seen a new MCU movie. So (laughs) this will be the moment. This is it. This is it. So should be great. Should be a great experience. You know, we've talked about like all these great experiences, whether it's like turning the TV on and seeing Spider-Man animated series or, Uh or discovering the spinner rack with Iron Man 225 on it, Mm -hmm. or like the first time you saw Iron Man or the first time uh, you saw Batman with this wild crowd, like this movie we're going to see next week, Black Widow might be like on a future list of like important movies in our life. Right. Yeah. Like that yeah. moment, like after COVID where 
we got that feeling again, that, that old feeling. And we got maybe a sense of comfort, you know, that, you know, maybe everything is going to be okay because the MCU is fucking back. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. There we go. All right. With that, we can wrap up the episode. This is farewell from Porfirio and Henry.